Well, it's just one of those times when you, you, you know from the start this was what I was supposed to do. Mm. I was at home. I think from the almost from the beginning I walked into the church, I was at home. I guess it was after the fire on the spacecraft that burned, but I never cried so hard in my life. Even sometimes now, it just doesn't seem possible that it happened. Welcome to ChatGPC. This week, we have a conversation with Pat Newcomer, who just turned 91 in late July. She moved here in the 1950s. She worked for NASA for 30 years from the beginnings of the space program through the shuttle program. She joined GPC from the very beginning of her time here as well, and so is one of our church's oldest still living members. She has stories to tell of the church and its pastors and of singing in the choir, a group that she was a part of from the very beginning. I found Pat to be charming and her stories of the church and working at NASA to be fascinating. I think you will enjoy hearing more about Pat Newcomer. Tell me about your history with, with Georgetown Presbyterian. How did you find that church? Did you grow up religious or in a particular oh, denomination? Lutheran. Lutheran, okay. And that was because we lived next door to the Lutheran church. So Lutheran by convenience. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Dad, I think, grew up in the Presbyterian, but his parents weren't real churchgoers. And uh, mother, mother was, she was Methodist, but they lived right across from the Methodist church. And then we lived right next to the Lutheran Church in, in West Virginia. Was this in Davis? In Davis, West you know, Virginia. You know, I've been going there recently for mountain biking. There's some oh. beautiful trails around. It's such oh. a beautiful area. Oh, it's, it's a gorgeous. Canaan Valley, Black Waterfalls. Yeah. 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 I would, that's where I went to high school and graduated from high schools. Hmm. And when we moved to Ohio, uh, the first person that called on us was a Presbyterian minister. So that's where you went to church. That's where we went to church. And that's where we grew, where my, my sister and I were both in the choir there. Yeah. yeah. So you, you stayed in Ohio until you moved to D.C.? Yeah, I was, when I, uh, I moved here in 52. My cousin, Dolores, lived over in Alexandria, she and her husband, Paul. I came down, I stayed with them. I, I often wonder how I had enough nerve to do all these things when I grew up in these little towns, but... I just, I guess it was what I was supposed to do. Well, you, you have an adventuresome spirit. I guess so. I guess so. And, 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 and church-wise, I actually looked in the phone book for Presbyterian churches. And because I knew the bus route to go across Key Bridge and go down M Street, well, I knew that much. And all. I thought, well, okay, P Street's just, you know, not that far away. I didn't take a bus the first day. The first Sunday I got a cab. Because I, I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> it was in August, but that's when I went went to church the first time, and they didn't have choir. Just it was just it, just a summer it, summer Sunday. It was a, yeah that was it. And, yeah. And when the choir announced that there you know would be choir practice, I decided it was time for me to do something if I was going to stay at the church, and so I just went to choir practice. <laughs> Somebody was surprised that I was going to George. How would you find Georgetown? And I think that everybody at that point sort of thought everybody was, had their nose in the air at Georgetown. And uh, that wasn't, wasn't the case. Dr. Straub, 
fell in love with him. I mean, I just yeah. loved him dearly. I, I remember the first time I hugged him. For some reason, something that Dr. Straub did after church or at some point, and I was glaring, and I just ran over and gave him a big hug, and everybody was shocked <laughs> because nobody did that to Dr. Straub. They did after that. <laughs> so you led the way. I guess so. I'm a hugger. Yeah. <laughs> just, but that was, whatever he had done, you know, and I, I did. I, I loved him dearly. Mm. And uh, I think Georgetown was sort of stuck up. It wasn't necessarily cold, but it wasn't the friendly, outgoing church it is now. How do you and, think, how do you it, think it, it changed? Got, well, I don't know. Uh, once Campbell came, Campbell's one of the ones that will walk up to you and give you a hug. Summer that he, he was there, you know, filling in, well, exchanging pulpits was what he was doing. Mm. And, of course, everybody fell in love with him and insisted on having him come. Yeah. Which, you know, strange, you know, when you think about it. He was just uh, invited for the summer and thought it was great. But he felt the same way. Mm. He was, it was, it was just the thing to, to be. We were we're very lucky. Omen. I was trying to think who was the one that was there. He wasn't a great preacher. I don't know how we happened to get him, but he he was a good person, but he wasn't a great speaker, is the way I ought to put it. Hmm. Uh, it was he and Campbell that exchanged pulpits, if I remember correctly. And Omen went over to to Scott to Scotland, and Campbell came here, and of course, we kept Campbell. <laughs> That exchange just kept it, it, lasting. There's something happened. Yeah, I oops. think Omen went to Alaska or something. <laughs> That's it, funny. Was, it was funny, but it's it's a it's a great church. I've recently been going through some of the records up in the choir loft. Oh. And so, of course, that's one of the way, one of the reasons why I thought I really need to go talk to Pat because you're. <laughs> She'd been here for <laughs> well, to a, to an extent, yes, but it's more uh, that I just started to see you. You know, from the fifties on, your name is just in that loft on those records, and so I I figured you've probably been in that choir longer than just about anyone. Oh yeah, I, there, I don't think there's anybody left now. Of that, but, of that era, yeah, no. Yeah, no. And I, I'm trying to even, I can't even think back who else was in the choir. The music was one of the, one of the big things from the start. But the church as a whole, I, I mean, it wasn't just the choir, but the choir was what brought me. It was one of those, well, just one of those times when you, you, you know from the start this was what I was supposed to do. Hmm. I mean, I was at home. I think from the almost from the beginning, I walked into the church. I was at home. I never went anyplace else. Hmm. I, I was in the choir. The choir could have gotten along without me, but I, I didn't want to get along without the choir. My friend, uh, Annabelle. Annabelle had heard me talk in the choir. I was so bored at Navy. Everything was so cut and dried. You didn't have to think. You know, it was just there. You do it that way. And uh, she said, well, I, she has just started to work for NASA. And she said, well, we're looking for people. So I went in and took the exam and went to work for, for NASA. And Annabelle left. <laughs> she went to work for Atomic Energy. <laughs> but, yeah, I stayed at NASA for 32 years. 
I was almost in on the beginnings of, of, uh, of NASA and saw it through shuttle. Oh, wow. it's, this little old girl from West Virginia and Ohio kept sitting with uh, Dr. Von Braun, who was a favorite of mine. He was such a dear. And people from Congress on the Hill. I never thought I'd meet all these people, whether it was Dr. Von Braun or the astronauts. You said you really liked him. What? Tell me more Dr. about Dr. Von Braun. Him. Yeah. Well, you know, he was. It was very personable, and uh, you know, he always he, he was he's German, <laughs> very German. But he would always come in, and I don't care who else was around. He would always come over and give me a hug, hmm. and. Uh, Always remembered my name. One time he came out of one of the meetings, we called them management councils. All the center directors from all the centers came in for meetings here. And uh, anyway, Dr. Von Brown was there. And it was one of the times we had a couple days or so going on of meetings. And he came out and he whispered into my ear, Would you get me an aspirin? I said, Oh, sure, I'll go down to the health unit. I didn't have any. And uh, he said, okay, but come in and get me. Don't don't bring it to me. I said, okay. So I went down and got him some aspirin, and I went in and laid, said to him, he was up the head table, you know, all these men sitting back here at the meeting. There weren't any women around but me at that time. And uh, I said, I've got your I've got something for you out in the yard. Anyway, he came out, and... Uh, I, I gave him his aspirin. So this, was he just using you as an excuse to get no, out of the meeting? No, he had a hangover. Oh, he did? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what he said. He said, I don't know. I said, oh, I'm not surprised. I watched you last night at the meeting. <laughs> you were doing pretty good drinking. He said, yeah, weren't we all? How, how come everybody else in there is okay? <laughs> so you had a good time in spite of how serious it was. Well, I, I enjoyed it, and I, I respected them, and they respected me, you know. And you said you met, you met the astronauts, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, they, were, they, they were in for meetings, and uh, even the ones that were killed in the, in the accident on the, on the spacecraft that burned. I never cried so hard in my life. Even sometimes now, it just doesn't seem possible that it happened. I had to work through it. We had meetings, and... All the big shots were in, and it was it was very tense, and we all cried, uh, having to live through us live through it, and and uh, of course I had I had met the astronauts, so it was even though you know I didn't know them personally, but I knew of them sure. and I had met them, it was still a very personal it was a, it was very personal to people. In, in at headquarters well, and, and the, other in places. In the country as well. It that was. was a national it was. tragedy. Yeah, it was, it was a, a very sad, emotional time. Uh, what, about, what about Apollo 13 that almost didn't make it? What was that oh, like? <laughs> that's when I was working. I didn't even get to go to come home. Hmm. I, we, we worked in the management center, and that's where everything, you know, everything was going on. And... Uh, it, it, it was harrowing. We had all kinds of meetings, and Congress was coming down. And I was working for a whole week till like 2 in the morning. Mm. And by Friday, I was a zombie. And, and, and Dr. Von Brown said to one of the fellows that he knew, of course, 
Al was our chauffeur anyway for Dr. Miller. And he, he was, said to Al, he said, take her home. <laughs> mm. She doesn't know what she's doing, <laughs> which was about true. I would come home and lay down for a little bit and get, take a shower, and I was back at the office at 7 in the morning. So that was a traumatic event for the for the whole agency. Well, it sure. was, yeah. yeah, and and the meetings would go on forever, and you know, but but I feel very fortunate to have been a part of it. That's mm. a, NASA's not that that big a place, and I don't know how it would be now. But it was it was very emotional for everybody. Mm. It was it was it was hard, but you had to, you know, you had more to do. And, I was the only woman around, so I got lots of hugs and kisses. <laughs> now that, that changed eventually. But... All right. I was going to say, this is the height of the 60s. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, I, I don't know. I did all right. I, I guess I just sort of accepted that that's where I was supposed to be, and I believed in what was was happening, I, that we had to. And I I felt just dead and, and cried just as hard when there were accidents it was we were close, hmm. you know, as as a a group of people. It was like belonging to the church. Uh, so you I, had that community at NASA I, as well. I had. I I was for, fortunate to have that kind of thing. I guess I always, when I feel very close to something, it means some. And I want to be there. I want to be a part of it, and just like the church, I, you know, it was the choir. But it was the church as became as a church as a whole, Doctor Strapp and and John. Uh, it it was no, I, I would tell them if there was a meeting on Sunday morning, I won't be there mm-hmm. because I go to church. Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm in the choir. If I said I'm going to be long, going to come to choir, I'm going to come. I'm not going to let something else drag take take me away from that. That's mm. that's number one. I am so grateful that I found Georgetown Presbyterian Church. It's me, you know, it's all that we've been through, <laughs> fires and changing pastors, <laughs> but it's it's still number one. We miss you there. I know I, I miss you there. Well, I'm, I miss, but well, as you get older, all these things change. It's a little harder to get around. Yeah. And I, you know, I, of course, I don't have a car anymore. Well, I didn't have for years. I, I rode the buses. I was used to that. I was also younger. <laughs> and then I got a car, car, and I always got the first spot. Yeah. Right beside the, the down P Street next to the church. <laughs> Princess parking. That was, that was it. That's my, that was my spot on Sunday morning. Because, well, I was usually the first, other than... Bill or you or, you know, whoever's yeah. involved, the, the pastors or so forth. Well, I think I was sure I was like...